And welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify, as well as some of the other platforms we broadcast on here at Sunshine USA. And this is me, Warren Landis. I am your Sunshine USA host and Bible teacher. And it's a great joy for me to welcome you to the program at this time. This is actually going to be a special edition of Sunshine USA because we're going to be talking about uh, end-time prophecy. Um, I do this from time to time, and this comes as a result of several people that have in recent weeks uh, emailed me or texted me and wanted me to elaborate on what I feel like the Bible says about end-time prophecy, and they want me to zero in on what's going to happen during the tribulation period. Now, one of the things I tell people is that I don't really uh, expound too much on what I think is going to happen during the tribulation period because of the fact that I know that I as a Christian don't plan to be here. And if you're a Christian, I don't think you're going to be here either. And so therefore, I don't really have a personal stake, so to speak, in what happens during the Great Tribulation period, which will run for about seven years, even though the Bible says for the elect's sake, those days would be shortened just a little bit. But I will say this, uh, I don't plan to be here during the Tribulation period. But uh, I do think it's worth noting that the next great event on God's prophetic calendar is going to be the rapture of the church. And we as Christians will be taken out of here before the tribulation period officially begins. Um, Now, uh, basically, it's important to note the word rapture does not occur in the Bible. If you look for the word rapture in the Bible, you're not going to find it. But what we do find is a description of what will take place when Christ comes back to take his uh, Christians, his bride, up to heaven with him. And uh, the Bible says two will be in the field. One will be taken, one will be left behind. Uh, You'll have two people maybe working at the mill, one person taken, the other one left. You know, Um, some Bible scholars have called this the great disappearance. And sometimes we don't realize what a big event that's going to be. Now, I do want to say the rapture itself will be only for Christians. Only Christians are going to disappear at the rapture. Those people who are unsaved will be left behind here on this earth. Only Christian people will be taken up in the rapture. Having said that, though, it's going to be a pretty big thing because think about all the different jobs that Christians fill around the globe. We have Christian truck drivers. We have Christian surgeons. We have Christian airline pilots. We have Christian political leaders. Some, probably not near enough, but some. We have uh, Christian factory workers. We have Christians who drive cars up and down the highway. 
Now think about it for a moment. The rapture takes place, and all of a sudden, instantaneously, millions of Christians around the world disappear. Now can you imagine the pandemonium this is going to create? It's going to create a lot of chaos throughout the world. And many people are simply not going to understand what has happened. And of course, the economy, at least temporarily, will come grinding to a halt because we have enough Christians in the workplace to where if they disappeared all at one time, not a whole lot of work gets done. What about airline pilots that suddenly disappear while the plane is in flight? Think about all the commotion that would occur. Now, of course, I realize some, some of the bigger planes today have two or three pallets, but what if all two or three pallets are saved? The rapture takes place. They're going to disappear. You might have a husband and wife sitting down at the table eating supper. One's a Christian, one is not. The one who's a Christian disappears all of a sudden. The unsaved spouse is left behind. Think about the panic that's going to cause. Think about a football game going on during the rapture. The rapture takes place. Maybe half the football team disappears. Above sides. A lot of the fans in the stand, they disappear. Think of the pandemonium that's going to create. I remember when I was in high school, I distributed a newspaper. It was really a gospel track in the form of a newspaper. It's about a four-page newspaper. And the headlines on the newspaper ran, Christ returns millions of people missing around the world. And, of course, it had photographs of what they perceived to be some of the chaos that would be created when the rapture takes place. And it, it will truly be, indeed and in fact, the time of pandemonium. And like I say, if you're not a Christian, you're not going to disappear. You're going to be left behind here on this earth. Only Christians will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air in the rapture. Now, let me also say this. If you are living on this earth right now, one thing is for certain, when you die, it's game over. When you die, it's game over. There are no additional chances to be saved once you die. And this is why preachers like myself put a lot of emphasis on the importance of people getting saved. And you need to get saved in this life right now because when you die, it's game over. When you die, there will be no additional opportunities to be saved. At that point, hell is your home and there's nothing that you can do to change that outcome. Now, one of the questions I frequently get asked regarding end time prophecy is this. Will 
people be saved during the tribulation period. I mean, naturally, as I've said before, once the rapture takes place, everybody on the earth after the rapture is going to be unsaved. Okay? This is going to usher in the seven years of great tribulation. You might say it's going to be a time when all hell breaks loose. There's a lot of bad <clears throat> stuff that will happen during the, tribulation <clears throat> during the tribulation period. In fact, when Jesus was talking about this time of great tribulation, he said it will be a time of tribulation, the likes of which the world has never seen or will ever see again. It will be indeed and in fact a very frightful experience. But I do get asked a question sometimes, can people be saved after the rapture? Or will anybody be saved after the rapture? Now, the short answer to that question is yes. For example, we know that Israel will be saved during this time of the rapture. That is, Israel as a nation will once and for all accept Christ as their Messiah and they will experience national salvation. Now that doesn't excuse individual Israelites or Israelis. They will still have to make their individual decisions for Christ. But Israel as a nation will come to Christ. That in and of itself will be a great revival. The Bible indicates that there will be 144,000 witnesses at one point. I mean, if you think about 144,000 preachers preaching, that's, that's a lot of preachers. And you got to realize there's going to be a lot of people because of that receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior. The Bible also tells us that two witnesses will be sent to this earth. Two witnesses from the past. Many Bible scholars, and I put myself into this, in, into this category, believe that these two witnesses that come back to this earth will be none other than Moses and Elijah. They will come back to this earth. And they will preach the gospel. But now, in that day, during the tribulation period, Moses and Elijah, if those are the two witnesses that are coming back, then we can note that they're not going to be very popular because they're going to come down hard on sin. They're going to come down hard on those that are rebelling against God. In fact, these two are going to be so unpopular that they're actually going to be murdered. And their bodies will be put on display. Now, I can imagine at this point the Antichrist is going to be feeling very victorious. But then, guess what's going to happen? These two witnesses are going to be resurrected. They're going to come back to life. They're going to pop up out of the coffin. And they're going to preach again. You can imagine quite a few people are going to be saved. The Bible also says that during this tribulation period, an angel from heaven will proclaim the gospel throughout the world. 
Once again, many will be saved. So there's no doubt that many people will be saved during the tribulation period. But it's not going to be easy. You might say the debt's going to be stacked up against you. For one thing, the Antichrist by this time will have set up his kingdom on the earth, temporarily at least. And he will have a rule in place that says you have to receive the mark of the beast. Once you receive the mark of the beast, this will indicate that you now belong to the Antichrist. You now belong to Satan. And at that point, it won't be possible for you to be saved anymore during the tribulation period. Now, I believe very strongly that if you had an opportunity to be saved prior to the rapture, God is going to send great delusion upon you and you will receive the mark of the beast and you will permanently forfeit your ability to be saved from that point on. Now bearing in mind, without this mark of the beast, you won't be able to buy anything, you won't be able to sell anything, you won't be able to have a job, you won't be able to get any kind of government benefits. So life is not going to be easy for those who get saved after the rapture. Many of those who get saved after the rapture, frankly, will die of starvation. And then as we get toward the end of the tribulation period, now Jesus himself said that for the elect's sake, it's going to be so bad that for the elect's sake, the tribulation period of seven years will be shortened somewhat. How much, we don't know. This will usher in the actual return of Christ to this earth. Now, he won't actually set foot on the earth during the rapture. He will meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says, from that point on, so shall we ever be with the Lord. But at the end of the tribulation, during the battle of Armageddon, Christ returns triumphantly. And he is once and for all going to defeat the enemies of Israel and the enemies of God. And then this will usher in the 1,000-year reign of Christ. During this time, Satan himself will be chained up for a 1,000 years. And we'll have the 1,000-year reign of Christ. The Bible teaches us that during this time, uh, David, or I should say uh, Jesus Christ, will rule from David's throne in Jerusalem. Now, by the way, during this 1,000-year reign of Christ, I believe that you're going to have Christians scattered throughout the earth. And basically, at that point, it's still going to be the same earth that you and I know now. Even though it would have experienced a lot of destruction during the tribulation period.
will have the thousand-year reign of Christ. Can you imagine what it would be like for Satan to be chained up for a thousand years? I mean, man, that's going to be like heaven on earth. And then at the end of that thousand-year reign of Christ, Satan will be briefly loosed from his chains, but he will ultimately end up in the lake of fire. Now it's about this time that you'll also have the great white throne judgment. Now bearing in mind there will not be any Christians present during the great white throne judgment because you see, our home in heaven has already been secured. When I got saved back in November 1969, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I got saved one time for a lifetime. I got saved one time for a lifetime. I don't have to worry about ever again getting saved again. So there's no need for me to appear at the great white throne judgment. Because my sin debt was settled at the cross. But what you will find at the great white throne judgment is all the people who have ever lived who died without knowing Christ. And the Bible says they will be cast into the lake of fire. Now, you know, one of the things that is so terrible about those who end up in the lake of fire is there's no escape. It's permanent. There's no appeal. There's no second chance. It's permanent. It's forever. And that's why you and I need to have a burning desire to reach all the people we can with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible lets us know in no uncertain terms that there is a real hell and real people are going to hell every day. And like I say, if you die right now, let me assure you there is no second chance of any kind. There's no do-over of any kind. It's game over. And if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you will spend eternity in that terrible, awful place that the Bible calls hell. All of this leads up to eternity future. It's a time that will never end. The Bible talks about a new heaven and a new earth coming down. And boy, I tell you, that's going to be great. Can you imagine the joy of being reunited with your Christian loved ones that went on before? Knowing that you'll never again have to say goodbye. You'll never again be without them. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? How glorious that will be. Can you imagine how glorious it's going to be on that day when you get to move into your heavenly mansion? I can hardly wait. I've never lived in a mansion before, and to be honest with you, I have no desire to live in a mansion down here on this earth. You know why? Because of the fact that it's nothing compared to what the Lord has prepared for me up in heaven. Amen? Amen. 
I'll have a new glorified body. Now, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like the body I have right now. Number one, it looks ugly. That's why I do more radio than I do video. I believe very strongly I have a face for radio. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I think I have a face for radio. I mean, on radio, you can just imagine that I'm the best looking preacher you ever heard. But when you see me in person, you'll know differently. Amen. Besides this body I have right now, it gets sick. It causes me a lot of pain and discomfort. I feel like my body becomes more and more limited every day. But one of these days, the Bible says I'm going to have a brand spanking new body. This body that the Lord gives me will be designed to last forever. It will not be capable of getting sick. It will not be capable of aging. It's going to be great. In fact, the resurrected bodies that we'll have then will be a lot like the resurrected body that Jesus had before the ascension. Before the ascension, Jesus could instantly appear anywhere. He could go through locked doors. I believe that we'll be able to go anywhere on the planet we want to. We might even have the freedom to travel in space. <laughs> I can remember back when I was a little boy, I used to want to be an astronaut. The idea of traveling in space, man, that was so exciting. But then when I got older, I realized something terrible. I realized I was afraid of heights. And that basically killed any idea that I ever had of being an astronaut. Because I was terribly afraid of heights. Amen. I mean, I haven't even ever flown on a plane, folks. I take the Bible literally when it says, And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the earth. Now, by the way, you can... Um, read a lot of what I have told you here in the book of Revelation. This outline that I've given you of end-time prophecy is based on my understanding of the book of Revelation. Now, notice I say my understanding of the book of Revelation. I don't claim infallibility for myself. I may have some things wrong. But I think I have a general idea after having studied the Bible for many, many years, I have a general idea of what the end time is going to look like. But I can tell you this, the most important thing <clears throat> is for you to be ready. Let me ask you a very important question right now. If you died right now, where would you spend eternity? Do you know 100% for sure that you'd go to heaven? If not, that's a matter you need to settle right here, right now. 
You might say, well, I'll go to church Sunday. Well, you know, Sunday's a week away at this point. It might be too late to wait till Sunday. And the good news is you don't have to wait till Sunday. You can get saved right now. Now, once you get saved, you can call your pastor and say, Pastor, I need to make this decision public. I need to make it official. But you can get saved right now. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And if you'll pray this prayer or a prayer similar to it, the Lord will save you. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. Lord, I admit that even at my best, I'm a dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking sinner. And Lord, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. And Lord, I thank you so much right now for saving my soul. And now that I'm saved, Lord, I want to let other people know about it. Now that I'm saved, Lord, I want to live for you. I want to live according to your word. And Lord, I want to be a student of your word. I want to get deeper into the study of your word. Lord, thank you for telling me, saving me, and giving me new life. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer just now, or a prayer similar to it, it doesn't have to be word for word the way I prayed it a while ago. But if you prayed a prayer similar to that, God has saved you. And like I say, you need to follow through with that decision. It starts by you calling up your pastor at your church and you tell him you got saved, listening to Sunshine USA, and you want to make that decision public. You need to follow the Lord in baptism, and I believe, by the way, the correct mode of baptism is baptism by immersion. Amen. And then you need to make sure that you're a part of a church preaches the gospel and teaches the Bible. You need to get the word of God in you as much as you can. And you ought to ask the Lord to give you a burning desire to tell a lost and dying world that Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth. Amen. Well, I've got a couple more questions that people have asked um, concerning End time prophecy. A lot of people ask about the Antichrist. They ask, for example, is the Antichrist alive right now? And my answer to that question is I don't know. <clears throat> now part of the reason for this is because I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. And by the way, no other preacher does either. No other preacher knows when the rapture is going to take place. Any preacher that tells you they do know, they're lying to you. And what they're telling you is contrary to what the Bible teaches. Now, to be honest with you, when I look at a lot of the signs that are being fulfilled today, I don't see how we could be very far from the rapture, but we don't know. It could happen today or tomorrow. It could happen next next week or next year. It may happen 10 years or 100 years from now. We don't know. 
Now, depending on how far into the future the rapture is, it's hard to say with accuracy whether the Antichrist is alive right now or not. Now, by the way, at the beginning of this broadcast, when I talked about all the mass confusion that was going to be in the world when the rapture takes place, the Antichrist at that time will reveal himself. He's going to come up with a global plan. And the Bible teaches us that for three and a half years, he's going to be amazingly successful as a politician. He's going to be seeming like a political wonder wonder worker. Bringing order out of chaos. Peace out of chaos. But in reality, he's just setting you up. Like I say, during this time, he'll come out with the mark of the beast. And you'll have to have this mark of the beast implanted in your body in order to buy or sell or have employment, have any kind of financial bank account, getting any kind of government benefits. It all requires that you receive the mark of the beast. Now, I'll be honest with you, some things are happening today that I believe may facilitate this once the rapture takes place. For example, today, many of you know that we're rapidly moving into a cashless society. I've actually heard of a growing number of businesses that do not accept cash anymore. They only accept debit card or credit card. That's it. They will not accept cash. Now, some of these businesses may have an inside ATM where you could get cash if you need it, but you won't be able to spend it in that establishment. They will accept only debit card or credit card. Eventually, cash will be harder and harder to get because just about all transactions will be electronic. Now this is really a scary thought when you think about it because it will give the government total control over all finances. The government's going to know who you are and where you are at all times. The government at all times will know exactly how much money you have or don't have. It's a scary thought. And that kind of technology today could facilitate the Mark of the Beast program when the Antichrist is revealed. So, I mean, you can see things happening today that will play into the hands of the Antichrist, whoever they are. Now, in the event that we are, say, only a few years from the rapture, it's altogether possible that the Antichrist is alive today somewhere, where I don't know. But he'll be waiting for just the right time to reveal himself. We do know that the second half of the tribulation period will be very violent, very turbulent, 
And that will be especially the time when all hell breaks loose. It's going to be a time of great destruction, massive violence on a massive scale, We might even see the possibility of atomic or nuclear warfare. It's a scary situation. But I don't get too scared when I think about it because like I say, I know that I as a Christian, I don't plan to be here when the rapture takes place. I mean, when the tribulation takes place. I do plan to be caught up in the rapture. I mean, if the rapture takes place, man, I'm out of here. And if the rapture takes place today, I believe you're out of here. There ain't going to be a saved person left on the planet. But when it comes to the timing of the rapture, I think, like I say, more important than knowing all the details, which we don't know, the important thing is to be ready. The important thing is to be ready because as Jesus said himself, at an hour when you think not, the Son of Man cometh. You know, a lot of people today that refuse to get saved, a lot of them actually intend to get saved someday, but they say, you know what? I just want to sow my wild oats first. I want to have myself a good, worldly good time and then I'll get saved one of these days. Well, folks, if that's the way you're thinking, that's very dangerous thinking. Because like I say, once you die, it's all over. Game over. And the rapture could take place today. It could take place today. There's no remaining prophecies that need to be fulfilled in order for the rapture to take place today. I tell you, I would be scared half out of my mind right now if I didn't know that I was saved and knew Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And like I say, the good news is you can do something about that today. Tomorrow is going to be too late, or at least it may be too late. But why not make it for sure by doing something about it today? You might already be a Christian. You'll say, Warren, what should I do if I'm already a Christian? I believe that we as Christians ought to redeem the time. That's why I spend as much time on the internet as I can every day preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to tell as many people about Jesus as I can before it's eternally and everlastingly too late. And I know one of these days, folks, it's going to be too late. Now, another reason that I feel like people may be saved to some degree during the tribulation period is because there will be a lot of material left behind. For example, even though I don't plan to be here during the tribulation period, a lot of these recordings that I'm making on Sunshine USA, they will be here and people could still listen to them. People could still read copies of the Word of God. 
People could still read Bible commentaries. Amen. You know, I have many different platforms on the internet where I preach the gospel. You could get Sunshine USA on Spotify. And by the way, if you're listening to this broadcast right now, you're listening to it on Spotify. You can also pick us up on Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com slash bizradio, B-I-Z radio. That's one word. You could go to my Facebook page. Now, the problem here is I can't necessarily promise that you could be my friend because I already have 5,000 friends according to Facebook. And according to Facebook, 5,000 friends is all I'm allowed to have. But you do not have to be my friend in order to listen to Sunshine USA on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel, the Warren Landis YouTube channel. And uh, you could tune in that way. Even though, like I say, you might be scared when you see what I really look like. Amen. <laughs> Just letting you know. Now, by the way, I'm told you can also pick us up on Apple Podcasts. So there's many different ways you can tune in to Sunshine USA. And I plan to have an internet presence until Jesus comes back to this earth. And that means some of this will survive even during the tribulation period. I'm bound and determined to reach anybody and everybody for Jesus that I can. A lot of times I find myself in a situation where I get up in the morning and all I can think about, who do I want to tell about Jesus today? Who can I tell about Jesus today? I can hardly wait. Now next time on this broadcast series, we'll be getting into Romans chapter 9, and I want you to read the whole entire ninth chapter of Romans, and in the first three verses there, you're going to see where Paul talks about his burning desire for his own people, the Jews, to be saved. So if you haven't read um, Romans chapter 9 yet, go ahead and do so. Well, if you have any Bible study questions, if you have any testimonies or prayer requests, praise reports, all you have to do is shoot me an email. I have two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com and the other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. Now, if you want to communicate with me the old-fashioned way by letter, some people call it snail mail. My snail mail address is Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, that's T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. 
That's Warren Landis, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. And I can tell you right now, it would be a delight for me to hear from you, and I'll quickly respond back to you just as quickly as I can. Well, until next time, this is Warren Landis saying goodbye, good luck, God bless you. And I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.